CEO days are for right now. They are not like a tomorrow thing. They are not a nice to have later when I've hit this XYZ benchmark or uh, when I have time. I'm always like, if you have X, Y, and Z dreams for your business, if you're struggling with X, Y, and Z, if you are burnt out, if you are, I mean, fill in the blank, whatever the struggle is, have a CEO day. It feels scary to commit that much time to something, but I think that's where people have a very short-sighted view of what a CEO day can do for you. Because the compounded impact of a CEO day, the lifestyle of having a weekly CEO day, means that you're freeing yourself up to do so many other things, to take advantage of the opportunities and the potential, the time to rest, the time to step up as the CEO to really develop your CEO mindset. I mean, literally, you could tie a direct line from everything in your business back to having some time and space as the CEO. Welcome to the Online Creator Podcast. I'm your host, Kim Tradewell, founder of May & James Co., a creative digital company. Building a brand is about human connection. I am here to help you articulate your story through strategy, development, and execution. I believe that anything is possible at any age and at any stage of business. The only limits we have are the ones that we place on ourselves. I want you to feel like you are supported, not alone, and that you are able to take action quickly. On this podcast, expect to hear interviews from a wide range of guest speakers, bite-sized solo episodes from myself, bingeable episodes that will give you insights, different perspectives, and actionable strategies to help you reach your goals personally and professionally. Now let's get into the show. We hear lots of people talking about the importance and value of looking after your numbers in your business. That's really, really important. I'm not questioning that at all. What I am questioning is, do we actually ask ourselves and keep track of how we're feeling in our business? Numbers are very important because without numbers, we wouldn't be able to run a successful business. But without feeling good and being able to show back up day after day in our business, feeling right and feeling motivated and feeling excited, there is no business. There's so much power in creating CEO days and systemizing all of those things. And today's guest on the podcast is Ashley Kang. She is the CEO system strategist and the CEO of AHK Business Management. Her mission is to equip business owners with CEO days and systems so they can manage the health, wealth, and growth of their business. If there's an expert to ask around this very question of what works and what doesn't, and what is a CEO day exactly, Ashley would be the one to ask. Welcome back to the Online Creator Podcast. This is episode 58. I'm so glad you're here. Let's welcome Ashley to the show. Hi, Ashley. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. Thank you so much for having me, Kim. Yes, I'm so excited to dive in. Now, you are, I'm going to read this to make sure I get it right, a CEO systems strategist. And before we dive into all things like business and all that good stuff, I love opening up the conversation with just how have you leveraged your voice to build your business and brand? And, and maybe that's looked a little different from where you started to where you are now. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I, <laughs> I I, think this is a, such an interesting question. 
And I laugh a little bit when I think about my answer because before starting my business and diving into entrepreneurship, I was very much like that behind the scenes person taking charge. And, you know, I would lead, I could make the plan, I could step up, but it was always within the context of somebody else's framework and or the organization or businesses that I was working for's framework. And I didn't necessarily have to have my own voice. I was just lending my skills and expertise to somebody else's platform. And so then when I stepped into entrepreneurship, it was a really weird and uncomfortable thing in the early days of trying to figure out, I have my personality. I want to translate, translate that over to my business and how I love to interact and support people. But I was just not sure what I was doing. <laughs> and I'd say leveraging my voice. I think before I even got to that point, I had to discover what my voice and what my business brand was going to be all about. And it's been a really interesting ride the last couple of years. And I think I'm still uncovering new aspects to my voice and to my brand. But I definitely think I've grown in the confidence for that by doing podcast interviews like this, by doing webinars and workshops. And I think remember the first time ever I ever did an Instagram live or an Instagram story for the first time. And I was so nervous. And now they're really easy. I feel comfortable doing those. And it, it's just been quite a journey, at least discovering my voice and lending it to my business as my business has gone through its own iterations and pivots. Well, that's maybe the long answer. No, I... I agree. And I'm sitting over here nodding because I can relate to so much of that. And before we hit record, we were kind of talking about our personalities a little bit and allowing ourselves, you know, to let us shine ourselves shine, no matter how like loud or quiet we may be in the room as our personality speaking from that. Has that, you know, the, the opportunity to find your voice and to use it, has that grown a little bit more? Like, have you you know, the opportunities in doing guest interviews, has that grown your speaker voice or helped you find it in a way? Yeah, for sure. I think with, especially with podcasting, I love the one-on-one -on -one conversations that I can have with the podcast hosts like yourself. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm not somebody who just pitches anybody for any podcast. I listen to the people's episodes before I even yes. approach them. Because I want to make sure that it will be a good fit for me as well, not just for them to have somebody else on their podcast. And I also like to have a relationship with the host before I even bring up the idea of being on their podcast. And I think that has actually really helped me be more comfortable and more confident when I go into those kinds of speaking opportunities for podcasts, for summits. I I so believe that for me at least and I think this is true for a lot of business owners and people who speak is that relationships having the relationships really add to what you bring to the table and to your voice and to the content of what you do and what you share and you know we're all about collaborations these days in the online business world and I'm definitely all for it but I think collaborations without the true relationship before, I think almost it, you're losing out on all that opportunity. So 
I think the more you speak, great. But I think the more you can build relationships, that only augments the speaking that you get to do and how you discover your voice. Oh, yeah. And and the interviews that I've listened to where there's, I don't know, this uh, easy banter between the host and the guest and, mm. you know, that it creates this uh, comfortability, if that's the word, to like open <laughs> up other conversations and it kind yeah. of goes in different directions than just a typical cookie cutter. These are the questions and this is like, you know, the yeah. robotic answers. And I think we've all heard those and they're fine. You can get some nuggets out of them, but those ones where there's, you know, the stories that come out because they feel comfortable in sharing are, I think, where some of the magic really can happen from. Have you, has the speaking created some opportunities for you as well? Yeah. So I, a lot of my, well, speaking, depending on the platform, has opened up different things for me. For some speaking opportunities that I've done, a lot of podcasts actually has turned into then me going in and doing a private workshop for this the podcast host like private community i have then been able to reference my podcast and other speaking gigs when i apply for other things we were talking before this i got to be a speaker at the done in a day virtual conference like a year year and a half ago whenever that was that was um but one of the application questions that they ask you is do you have any other speaking experience and like, could you drop the links? And I think actually you asked me that too. And a lot more, I think podcasts and summit hosts and a lot of speaker stages are asking that because they want to hear and see how you as the business owner, as the speaker show up to make sure that, that you're a right fit for their community. And I think that's such a really cool way that hosts are cultivating and protecting their communities too. Yes, I couldn't agree more. And I need to work on that on my own website is um, a link for like a playlist of all the other interviews or opportunities that I've had in, in memberships as well, because it is like really nice to have that as accessible as possible for people to check out because it will open doors and it will open other opportunities. So thank you for sharing that. That's so awesome that you're part of that virtual summit because I've been I've participated in a few of them and they're pretty they were pretty amazing so super cool opportunities let's dig into more about what you do specifically in business to help your clients how how did you niche down into uh, CEO days like what was the drive behind that or the passion or the desire because it just seems so specifically niched yeah I laugh about this a lot too when I get asked this question <laughs> I started in the online business world as a OBM, which quickly shifted into coaching and strategic planning, so like 90-day yes. planning. And I loved it. I was good at it. My clients loved it because I'm, I'm a problem solver planner at heart and systems kind of goes hand in hand with that. But I started to realize for my clients, they needed accountability for themselves to actually take the time to execute on the plans and to manage everything else going on in their business and manage their time and their energy so that, you know, they could actually move the needle in their own business. Because as online service providers, we often are always doing the most for our clients and we neglect our own businesses. <laughs> so I started seeing that tension for people and for myself, I'd been using CEO days 
even before I hopped into the online entrepreneurial world. And so I started talking about CEO days to my clients, helping them here and there, set their own up. And then it kind of just all of a sudden before I realized it, that was what people were asking me to talk about. And they were asking, could you help me do this? And the rest, they say, is history. Here I am a year and a half, actually close to two years now of being the CEO day lady. And yeah, it's been a wild ride. (laughs) That's why I laugh about it. No, absolutely. And I can see there being a gap. And I think that's what happens, right? In this space, we get into it. I'm in that transition piece right now, too, where you've worked for so many years with certain clients. And then you're like, oh, if they would just do this, Mm -hmm. it would make all the difference of the world. We start seeing these gaps that if they were just like paid a little more attention to them, it could really help them flourish. And again, we know that we're in the people business, so we want to serve our clients the best we can. And it's really hard to keep showing up in one way when we know it's they're doing all this work and it's not seeing, you know, the reaps up. They're not reaping the benefits of it. Yeah, I'm I'm always of the mind. I've always been like this from an early age. My my dad jokes that, you know, I could run a small country, but (laughs) he's been saying that since I was in grade school. But, Mm -hmm. you know. My passion, really, like you take systems away, you take CEO days away, strategic planning away. I really just like making things simpler and more enjoyable for people. And I think that's true for all service providers. That's where our passion Mm -hmm. is. That's why we start our businesses, because we believe so deeply in our souls that we can help people with whatever X, Y, or Z is, you know, fill in the blank for yourself. But yeah. And that's why I'm just always like, oh, the CEO days, people. I, I joke that I spread the CEO day gospel one person at a time <laughs> because people need to hear it. And I, it's been such an amazing way, though, to meet really cool, talented oh, female yeah. business owners and then get to connect. Like, I joke that my shadow business is being like a, a matchmaker and connector mm-hmm. because... I meet people, I work with them, I support them, and then I get to know them and their business. And then I'm like, oh, you really need to meet, you know, my friend, so-and-so. And And that's been, I think, next to running my own business has been like the greatest joy of entrepreneurship for me. Yeah, it's a pretty cool space. And yeah, the clients that I've been able to interact with, it sounds like you have too. It's just so cool because I I wouldn't have had their experience and I'm sure you wouldn't have either to meet them from all over this world, right? It's just so cool. Okay, so I'm sure there's many ways to structure a CEO day and to implement it. Could you walk us through like a bit of a case study, uh, Mm -hmm. like what that kind of can look like and maybe just like walk us through a scenario? Yeah, I... So I love using my client. Her name is also, ironically, Ashley. <laughs> but I got to work with Ashley. She's a system strategist, so like Airtable, ClickUp, Dubsado. She is the tech guru and project manager. And she was getting ready to quit her nine to five job and go all in on her business, which was already very successful. But she knew that she would need the time and the energy to be able to scale her business and make that shift. And she was like, all right, we're friends. I believe in CEO days, but I want you to help me build this out so that when I 
go all in with my business. I am prepared. I am ready. And I was like, okay, great. And, you know, when we started developing her CEO day together, we quickly realized that her CEO day needed to be on a Wednesday. I traditionally recommend, traditionally (laughs) recommend Monday CEO days to start your week off right. But you have to take into account your service flow, the needs of your clients as well, and your own schedule outside of your business. And we decided Wednesday is going to make the most sense. And we then used what I call my 3R framework. So reflect, recharge, and reset. And using that framework, we put together a set of weekly CEO day tasks for her to go through each week. And she's a very organized person already. She has systems. She's very systems minded, but she needed a little bit more structure and understanding and awareness of what buckets she needed to be checking off each week and how she could actually have a lot more freedom for self-care and recharge time. And that was something for her she really wanted to make sure she had so she didn't burn out right in the the beginnings of being a full-time entrepreneur. So one of the things we made sure that she would have time to do is at least once a month, she would be able to go to the spa or do her nail appointment. And probably without the guilt. Exactly. During her CEO day so that she knew she wasn't going to have any client calls that day. And she would have that time set aside and she could very easily, guilt-free, get the things she needed to get done in the morning and then enjoy her afternoon. Or she could decide, I don't have my nail or spa appointment this week. I could take this afternoon off or I'm just really excited. I'm really in the groove of what I'm doing right now for my business. I'm going to just keep working. But she would have that flexibility to decide. And she has now been doing a CEO day for mm, over a year now. We're really good friends. So she always keeps me appraised on what's going on. And which is pretty um, cool to see that too, right? Yes. She did a CEO week recently to plan for her quarter on top of her weekly CEO day. And she's been really taking that framework, the 3R framework, and running with it. And it's really cool because in the last year, she has you know grown her business and she hired her first team member, developing new products. And she has that creative freedom and flexibility now during her week. It's guaranteed time for mm-hmm. her to dive into that, to be the CEO, to make those decisions and also to rest. And it's just a really cool thing to see, too, how like her clients have seen the shift and seen the change mm-hmm. on how she runs her business. And actually, a lot of her clients have then become my clients <laughs> or sure students in my course yeah. because we've seen how it's been so transformative for her. And, you know, she no longer is staying up late working on her laptop to create content. And just it's just so exciting for me to see other people in really take the concept and the framework and then make it their own. And that's really what CEO days are. I can teach you the framework. I can give you some tools to start and get you off the ground. But really, then you can, it's a, you know, build your own, choose your own yeah, adventure. Absolutely. All you can eat buffet. Be. Yeah, it totally could. 
how do you implement CEO days in your business? Mm. So I already mentioned I do my CEO days on Monday, which mm-hmm. I love because for me, Sundays are actually kind of busy. I'm at church like all day and then serving and then I come home and I crash. <laughs> yeah. But I can go into Monday knowing I have no calls. And even if I do, it's maybe just like a coffee chat in the afternoon. But like I right. choose to do that. Nobody can book time with me unless I open it up, which is rare. So I already know I have no calls. I can stay in my pajamas all day. If I right. And I always start the morning with my weekly CEO day checklist. And I can bang that out in like an hour, hour and a half because these are tasks I do every week. So right. these are the things I know if I can just get these done. I will, no matter if the week goes sideways <laughs> by the next day, I will feel like I've done something for my business. So I usually do deep kind of CEO work all morning. And then usually Monday afternoons, I leave it flexible. So I'm either working on a project for myself and my business. So if I'm launching something, if I've got a workshop to develop or you know, I was prepping for this interview on Monday or I'll take it easy and I'll maybe go to a coffee shop and do some light work or I might not do any work. I might go for a walk. I might go to the library, run to Target, things like that. Yeah. Um, that's how my CEO day goes. And I like to know that I have that flexibility or like this coming Monday, I have a dentist appointment right. in the afternoon. And I know I can do that without detracting from the other stuff in the week. So that's broad brushstrokes of my CEO day. Yeah, I think it's important, though, because I know in traditional like work, (laughs) different businesses call them different things. But whether it's Mm -hmm. like, I can't remember what it was called for my mom's business, but it was like, you know, they would get like a flex day once a month and you would Mm -hmm. put in like all of your personal appointments that day or do all those things and line it up. And I think those are really important to have, like whether you're in corporate or you're like in your own business. And I think when we work for ourselves, we just think, oh, we're flexible, but we're not really. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? We are, we're not like, but if carving out that time really allows you some freedom, I can only imagine, like, I really need to schedule mine because I just, kind of throw it in in the week Mm -hmm. and I don't think that's really working for me so I know you mentioned not working for a lot of people I'm sure it's not just (laughs) me (laughs) I'm going to let you in on a little secret private audio feeds this means you can take the audio from content you've already created and share it with your paying customers With Hello Audio, you can create private audio feeds in minutes. Check out the show notes for the link or go to helloaudio.fm for more information. Well, you mentioned tools. Uh, You have a checklist. Is there any other tools like that you really love or that you could share with the listeners that they could implement today? Yeah, I so I think to each their own as far mm-hmm. as like tools that people use. I use ClickUp and Airtable as my primary tools or where a lot of my CEO systems are housed. So 
I think to each person, they're going to use what tools work best for them. But CEO systems that I recommend everybody should have <laughs> for to make their CEO day more efficient would be having some way to collect data for your business, both the qualitative data and the quantitative. So quantitative being your typical data and metrics, financial information, but also qualitative data on you, the CEO, and how you're feeling. So you can track because, you know, aside from your money and social media engagement, like you are also an asset in your business. So you need to be aware of what's going on with you. So I have a weekly CEO reflection form that I fill out and I can go back and look every quarter just to be like, okay, how was I doing? How did I rank that week? Or mm, I saw a little dip here in energy in this particular few weeks. Why is that? And be able to make adjustments as needed. So that'd be one thing. And I think the other CEO system that I'm always like people should have that I think people are starting to discover more is some way to house all of your connections, like all the contacts. Don't just, you know, throw them in a Google sheet or, you know, go hunting through your email every time. Having a directory of some kind is really important because online business, it's powered by relationships. Obviously, that's a theme, yes. I think, for yeah. me. <laughs> But yeah. um, those are two CEO systems I'm like, definitely you should have, aside from the action taking things like having your CEO day checklist and stuff, because you, know, you kind of mentioned this a little bit, but something about entrepreneurship, we get into entrepreneurship because we want the flexibility and the freedom to create and innovate and build a business on our terms. Uh -huh. But even the most creative people, even the most creative entrepreneurs need some structure mm -hmm. because the structure and the flexibility seesaw, as I like to say, you, you need both yeah, to be a successful entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. And your time, your energy, your priorities, the things that you need to do as the CEO of your business, there is a lot of creative freedom in being the CEO, but you need the structure so you can do those creative things well and make sure you have the protected time and space to do it so you can become the CEO of your dreams to have the business of your dreams. Yeah. So I think there's some resistance to having structure sometimes, but we, we do need it. And that's why I'm like systems, having a CEO day will give you some of that structure so that, like I mentioned earlier, you can just take it and run with it then. And then you can really let your creative freedom fly. Yeah, there's a few things that you mentioned that are so important. And I actually never thought about, I've always thought about the quantitative in my own business, quantitative, quantitative. But the qualitative aspect of checking in with ourselves, I mean, we do it with mm -hmm. our clients, but yeah, I don't know if a lot of us do that with ourselves. <laughs> we no. might fully think we are in some way, but not mm -hmm. really like writing down how we're feeling. Because I feel like if more of us did that and took note on that, there would be less burnout. There would be oh, yeah. less exhaustion. There would be less, I, I am tapping out and I need to just take a full, you know, three steps back from everything right now, which is yeah. really sad because I have seen that in this online space where there's the most brilliant people and they're just like exhausted because entrepreneurship mm -hmm. if it was easy everybody would be doing it like I spend 
a ton of hours in this space and I need to set healthier boundaries for myself, as I'm yeah. sure you have seen. Yes. Is there something that you've seen repetitively that working with your clients that you're just like, dang, I wish people just knew this one little nugget. I mean, you mentioned so many cool things and even like the protecting our time. Again, I'm just like, is there a way that or something that you've seen that is just implement this right now? <laughs> I mean, I feel like this is kind of like going around in circles in some ways, but before people even get to the point of what do I do in my CEO day? How do I structure it? It's like CEO days are for right now. They are not like a tomorrow thing. They are not a nice to have later when I've hit this XYZ benchmark or uh, when I have time. I'm always like, if you have X, Y, and Z dreams for your business, if you're struggling with X, Y, and Z, if you are burnt out, if you are, I mean, fill in the blank, whatever the struggle is, have a CEO day. It feels scary to commit that much time to something, but I think that's where people have a very short-sighted view of what a CEO day can do for you because the compounded impact of a CEO day, the lifestyle of having a weekly CEO day means that you're freeing yourself up to do so many other things, to take advantage of the opportunities and the potential, the time to rest, the time to step up as the CEO to really develop your CEO mindset. I mean, literally, you could tie a direct line from everything in your business back to having some time and space as the CEO. And that translates into a CEO day. So I think even before people get to that of like, how can I make my CEO day better? How can I protect my time better? You got to commit to having the time first. And sure, you might say, oh, yeah, that sounds great, but I don't have time for that right now. Your business and you as the CEO are worth it. Like, think about all the things you're missing out on and things you could do if you had that time. Because I think for every single person, regardless of what niche you're in, there's always going to be something, right, that you're struggling yes. with. There's always going to be something. There's always going to be something. And Ashley, that's exactly what I wanted to hear from you was that CEO days are for right now, not for later. Stop waiting to set things up perfectly so that it's structured exactly how it should be. And I'm sure that's the other thing, too, is that it probably evolves with you. 100, 100 percent, Kim. I, yeah. I, I mean, my CEO day now and like you could consider me the expert in this if you want. But I like to say I'm still learning about CEO days because mine, the one that I have now, the, the structure I have now is very different than what it was a year ago, two years ago, because my business is evolving. I'm evolving. Therefore, my CEO day evolves with me or maybe as a product of that or so that I can evolve. I don't know what comes first, the chicken or the egg. But yeah, it's it's such a valuable tool. I think for our system or way of life for any entrepreneur, because we've got all these, everybody has such great things that they want to put out into the world and they want to serve their clients well, but you also need to take care of yourself and your business. Yeah. Well, without us, there wouldn't be a business. So I could not agree with you more. Exactly. Now, I know you have created a new program just recently, a new mm -hmm. offer. How can people 
tell us a little bit about that and how people yeah. can like find you and work with you if they need a little support to get this structured and up and running in a way that makes sense. Yeah. So for the people who already have some form of CEO day, and that's a whole nother side conversation of some people think they have a CEO day. And I'm like, that's what you're describing as a glorified admin day. But that's a whole nother conversation. For people who have a CEO day already and are just trying to get a little bit more organized and systematized so that their CEO day can really become a powerhouse for them, I have the CEO uh, systems corner shops, which has got some templates of some key things that I think are really helpful for a CEO to have. But what I'm really excited about, which is my baby, I call now in my business, is the CEO day course. And it is the most accessible way to learn what the the 3R framework to develop your CEO day. It's got the signature set of CEO system templates, like the checklist, like that weekly reflection form that's in there to make it that much easier to get your CEO day up and running. All of my tips and tricks and strategies for finding the time for finding the right time for your CEO day and how to protect that time. And it's I call it my baby because it's going to be growing and evolving. I just did the first launch of it in this last July, and I already have all sorts of ideas <laughs> for additions and updates. But I think that is like the I want to make it accessible for people because everybody, everybody needs a CEO day and not enough people have them. So that's what I keep saying. I'm yes. spreading the CEO day gospel. I want to make that accessible yeah. to people. It will, I think, regardless of what my business looks like in the future, I'm going to, my commitment is to keep that course well okay. under $1,000 because, you know, it, how can we as female business owners support other female business owners mm -hmm. to thrive, whether they're just getting started in business or, uh, They've been around the block a few times. They're hitting six and seven figures. How can we support each other yes. doing the best work? And that was also part of why I was like, I need to take what used to be my four-figure VIP day offer and turn it into this course. Mm. Okay. Because CEO days, I mean, I could just keep waxing on and on about how great they are. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That, that's the course. I mean, there's all the nuts and bolts on it on my website, mm -hmm. but that's the heart behind it. And I think to whatever future things I get to do, like you're going through that kind of transition exploratory phase yourself. Mm -hmm. I think for me, that's always going to be there. Mm -hmm. And I'm really excited to create more things and put more things out there that support and augment the things that people can get out of that course. Yeah. And I think we can all hear it, that you deeply do care about the people that you work with. And we all do want to not just survive. We are doing this, these businesses because uh, we want to feel good. We want to, we really do want to thrive in where we're at in that mm -hmm. moment in life in this moment in life. So this only contributes to that feeling and mm -hmm. that energy going forward. So I love that. And I'll have all of Ashley's uh, links in the show notes for sure. Before I let you go, is there anything that I missed? And before I move into the speed round of questions, I'm going to ask you real quick. No, I 
speed round. This is intriguing. I know. know. Just fun. Super fun. Okay. All right. We are going to dive into the first question. What does success mean to you? I'm going to say right off the bat, it's not financial success, which I think can play a part in that. But I really just like I'm happy and content with my I have a community of people that are supportive and I'm doing something that I love. Yes. And outside of CEO days, what do you do personally to set yourself up for success for the day, for the week, for that moment in business that you're in? I have started in this summer uh, going to bed at 930 and waking up at 445 and working out in the morning. Nice. And it's actually been really good. I do sometimes have to take a nap in the middle of the Mm -hmm. day. That's a lot. But that's been really, it's been really good. And also I would be, you know, doing a face palm if I don't mention this, but I take every Friday off, actually. I am the caregiver for my bonus niece on Fridays and she just turned three, three going on 30 these days, it feels like. But being around children, especially that one in particular, it brings so much joy and energy back into my life. She's exhausting, no doubt about it, but uh, it really actually has made my life so much richer and by extension my business. I love that so much. And last question, I love hearing if people read books or listen to audio. What's your kind of go-to jam? I do a mixture of both. Obviously, I listen to business podcasts quite a bit, but I love a good audiobook. I like to listen to the Harry Potter series every year okay. via audiobook. <laughs> so and fun. I, and I do love a good karaoke session in the car driving. Oh, I love it. I love it. And that was the, the follow up was going to be do you like listen or read for fun, for entertainment, or for self development? And it sounds like you do a bit of mix of both. And that's yeah. Totally me too. Yeah, yeah. It's fun to mix it up because I feel like if we, dive into only self-development we can burn out from that as well right well yeah that's the thing though i like about audio when it comes to business things because Mm -hmm. i actually give myself a little more freedom to not like i don't have to take notes because usually when i'm listening to something i'm on the go and i'm actually right i think there's deeper listening that -hmm. happens when i just listen versus I have to watch a video and take notes on the slides on the screen. I just listened to, I participated in Heather Sager's audio event um, a couple weeks ago. And I listened to that while I was at the gym at, you know, 5 a.m. Mm-hmm. in the morning. And it was great. I learned really well there. But then other times you want to read something. So, again, yeah. it's know your know thyself. No, 100%. Know know yourself and how you learn and how you enjoy to take in any kind of information. Yeah, I think that's an important note because I was just, we were talking about this in-person conference that I was just at and Mm -hmm. I actually forgot to bring a pen. I brought this notepad. Isn't that ridiculous? But so... So I could have asked. I could have asked someone and I just thought, no, I'm just going to be present Mm -hmm. and just listen, be aware of all my senses that way. And if I really need to take a note, I've got my phone and I can put it in my notes. And that's what I ended up doing. And yeah. and I actually really enjoyed that experience. It was just like, I was just more attentive in a different way. 
And I think, too, when we mix mediums, so to speak, the when the input is mixed, is you know, changes, I think mm-hmm. then the output, the way we express that information and actually apply it, whether it's singing karaoke in your car or taking a new idea that you learned and trying to implement it to update your system or a new speaking or marketing technique, I think we interact with that knowledge a little bit deeper and in a more, what's the word, I don't want to say sustainable because that's not quite it, but like innovative way Mm -hmm. than if we just always consume information one way and then it becomes stale. Like it keeps things fresh and exciting. Yeah. I guess is what I'm trying to say. No, I couldn't agree more. I loved this conversation. Uh, I really enjoy having just discussing life in general with you. You just yeah. you you just ooze this genuine, heartfelt way you express yourself. So I, I hope others will absolutely check you out and see how they can add a bit of this streamlined, you know, tools and actions to make their life just a little more simpler and yeah. and easy and the flow to feel good and because we all deserve that. And I think that's the thing at the end of the day that I want everybody to definitely hear is that we all deserve a certain level of freedom and flexibility in our jobs, uh, no matter whether we work for ourselves or for others. So I appreciate you. Thank you so much for your time. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I love this conversation as well. Thanks so much for listening into the show. It truly means so much to me. You can check out the important links mentioned in today's episode in the show notes, and please join the conversation over on Instagram at me and James Co. I love hearing from you. There are so many great conversations coming up, so please make sure you are subscribed to Apple or Spotify or any of your favorite media players so that you don't miss out. And if you enjoyed the show today, please share and leave a review and a rating because it helps us so very much. Until next time.